Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. If I'm a little apprehensive about starting down the rodeo road with my son this week, it could be because I have heard a few rodeo tales by my friend Jess Howard of Marmot, North Dakota. This morning I'm going to turn the show over to Jess and a poem that he calls Ducking the Law. Well, I rodeoed with Sparky Watts in 1952. We'd win a bronc ride here and there, and then we'd lose a few. The pendulum of fortune swaying gently to and fro would let us know on Sunday how our whole next week would go. I'd won $400 on a horse called Major Lou. Sparky came up second, but he'd won the barebacks too. And this was when a hundred bucks was ransom for a king. You'd never have to eat the neck, the gizzard, back or wings. But just let Lady Luck decide to frown a while at you, and you'd be boiling beaks and feathers, making gunsel stew. <laughs> and such was this the case a little farther down the line. We'd both drawn bad and missed some out and hadn't won a dime. When we'd called into Oakdale, we were cocky as you please, but by the time we got there, all we had was entry fees. Our budget wouldn't let us eat, but God bless Lady Luck, Cause right there at the edge of town was someone's hand-fed ducks. <laughs> We'd bought some bags of popcorn two weeks back at Murphy's Bar, and quite a bit was scattered on the floor of Sparky's car. We'd scooped up a handful, it was all we had for bait. The menu read fresh duck tonight, and I couldn't hardly wait. Cause I'm getting awful hungry, and I've got to catch me one. And I wonder, as I bait the trap, how fast a duck can run. Well, my fears were all unfounded. They were tame as they could be. They flocked around like children gathered at their mother's knee. We both grabbed double handfuls of these walking duck fillets and shoved them in the trunk of Sparky's beat-up Chevrolet. Well, those ducks all quacked like crazy as we drove off down the street. But with entry fees and supper, cowboy living can't be beat. All at once, Watt said, Dead gummit, what now, partner? It's a cop. While those red lights plainly told him what we'd better do is stop. Sparky finally managed curbside by some rundown skid row bar, and the biggest cop I've ever seen walked up beside the car. He said, You've got a brake light out and need to get it fixed. There's a Chevron station open, and they don't close up till six. Well, Sparky said he'd get it fixed, no problem that he saw, that his first and foremost aim was strict compliance of the law. The cop said mighty fine and starts to bid his fond farewell when the ducks in Sparky's trunk decide to start in raising hell. Sparky stuttered like a sailor coming off a three-day drunk when the cop said, what was that? Let's have a peek inside your trunk. Well, in my mind, I saw my life flash past, especially supper plans, when I heard Watts tell the cop, the belt is slipping on the fan. <laughs> the cop said I distinctly heard it coming from the back, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe I heard it quack. That must have been my grandma's ducks, my shifty partner said. We're hauling them to Delhi to a stud to have them bred. They're some exotic purebred ducks. They're costly, frail, and rare. I'd like to let you see them, but I don't believe I dare. 
Their eyes can't stand the sunlight, so they're covered with duct tape. If I open up that trunk, there's just a chance they might escape. I'm paid for taking chances, said the big cop with a frown. So open up that trunk before I haul you both downtown. It's hard to put in words a scene that met our wondering eyes. As Sparky popped the lid and I'm rehearsing several eyes. Duck crap mixed with feathers blotted out the morning sun. As some ducks tried to fly away and others tried to run. One duck had the scours, judging by the loaded drop. And just as luck would have it, it all landed on the cop. Well, a cop jerked out his pistol and he screamed at them to freeze. But Sparky said, they're purebreds and you'll have to ask them, please. Well, the cop slipped off the edge as me and Sparky hit the ground. And blinded by duck crap and rage, he squeezed off several rounds. He shot the bank and drugstore and he winged the local bar while blowing most the windows out of Sparky's portal car. The local people panicked as they screamed and ran in fright, while one of Oakdale's finest shot at everything in sight. One poor old cripple lady was out hobbling in the park, and she achieved a record land speed with her walker throwing sparks. The cop was in another world attempting to reload. We both jumped in our wounded car and tore off down the road. Sparky picked up second as a bullet whistle passed. I hit the squeaky floorboards and old Sparky hit the gas. <laughs> when the cop ran out of bullets, Oakdale looked a little strange. He defoliated half the trees and bushes in his range. <laughs> the ducks walked home no worse for wear except their feet were swollen, but they still won't talk to strangers from a fear of being stolen. <laughs> The rookie cop is undergoing psychiatric care, but he still hates anybody with a duck tail in their hair. So cowboy, if you're broke and getting gant around the girth, don't steal a duck for dinner. They're more trouble than they're worth.